Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is With Italian News, a uh, podcast regarding Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, July 6. After five days in which the epidemic curve had risen slightly again with more than 200 new coronavirus infections per day, yesterday the number of positives recorded fell to 192, half of those in Lombardy. Fortunately, only seven people died from coronavirus yesterday, six of them in Lombardy and one in Emilia-Romagna. This means that all the other Italian regions did not have any death from this curious contagion, at least yesterday. All in all, the virus is under control, but there are small but dangerous outbreaks in almost all Italian regions. However, for the first time since reaching the peak, the current positives are growing, plus 21. The number of hospitalizations, plus 5, and intensive care, plus 3, is also increasing. This is the result, fortunately still slight, of the fact that too many Italians have now mentally abandoned the idea that there is a risk. In short, luck smiles on Italy and the numbers are more or less comforting, but the feeling everywhere is that in the heads of too many Italians, exhaustion has won over precaution. Yesterday, a girl at the beach was attacked and beaten for asking another person to respect the distance required by law. For the last few days, we have been discussing the case of a businessman from Vicenza who, returning from a business trip in Serbia with all the symptoms of the coronavirus, continued to wander around and thus infected hundreds of people, even refusing hospitalization at first. Today, he is in intensive care and the person who contagiated him in Serbia has died. And the governor of Veneto has asked that there be compulsory hospitalization and also severe criminal sanctions for those who behave like this. The Minister of Health replied to him that in the most classic of the responses of Italian institutions, unfortunately. The penalties, from fine to imprisonment, are already there, but are not actually applied. The Italian National Statistics Agency has published its annual report. The result is a picture of a country wounded but not demolished, an economy in difficulty but capable of reinventing itself, a frightened yet cohesive and confident people that reinforces the value of the family. Italy is still trying, still struggling to get out of the pandemic and is taking its first steps in what everyone calls the new normality. The COVID-19 pandemic has grafted onto a social situation characterized by strong and growing inequalities. The social class of origin still has a major influence of the opportunities of individuals, even if less than before. The high rate of employment irregularities, higher among women in the South, among very young workers and among older workers in the crisis, is a source of additional fragility for families. During the lockdown, 62.6% of the population devoted themselves to reading books, magazines and newspapers, both online and offline, compared to 29.6% in the last survey on the, on the use of time. Inequalities among children are growing due to the digital divide, lack of computer equipment and housing crowding. They are also growing due to, to the structural shortages of nurseries, uh, particularly in the South. Finally, in a country where the organization of work is still rigid, the experiment of smart working, abruptly accelerated by the health emergency, has highlighted the potential of this tool, none of the critical issues related to the wide digital divide that characterized the country. The COVID-19 outbreaks has put out a health care system under stress. In the regions most affected by the coronavirus, it was necessary to reorganize intensive care departments, create dedicated pathways in acceptances and emergency rooms, and dismantle entire departments to readapt them to accommodate COVID patients. A, a recent research has shown that for each patient, depending on the severity of their condition and the complexity of the interventions, this effort cost between 9,000 and 22,000 each, each patient. 
Many Italians, including myself, are wondering how right it will be that these costs will be paid for by the community in the future when there will be a vaccine that will be free to treat those who refuse to take the vaccine and then fall ill. In my opinion, such a choice carries with it the responsibility of not weighing on the pockets of others. Rights and duties, together. I sometimes like to tell you about crazy innovations born from the genius and research of Italians. Today I'm talking about the first liquid artificial breadwinner, which is Italian. It is a prosthesis formed by an aqueous solution in which photoactive nanoparticles are suspended, able to perform the functions of the nature of the photoreceptors of the retina, absorbing light, when these are damaged by neurodegenerative diseases and aging. It is a carbon-based polymer that is also used for photovoltaic cells. When nanoparticles absorb light entering the eye, they convert it into a bioelectric signal that stimulates the cells. This project is the result of a collaboration between researchers working in Liguria, Lombardy and Veneto. Until it is tested in humans, there is no 100% certainty that it works. However, all the tests that have been done so far show not only the sensitivity to light regained, but also the visual acuity, i.e. the ability to distinguish details. This revolutionary discovery would cure both retinitis pigmentosa and macular degeneration, the two most serious degenerative eye diseases. Another exceptional contribution of Italy to science, and on this subject, don't miss the new interview published today in With Italians with Cinzia Zuffada, the new president of ISNAF, the Italian scientists and scholars in North America Foundation. Today's story is a very sad one. A great Italian maestro, Ennio Morricone, left us today here in Rome. Morricone wrote the soundtracks for over 400 films and television series, starting with the spaghetti westerns of Sergio Leone, who was his classmate in elementary school, such as The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, and above all for, for all us, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. In 2016, he won an Oscar for Best Original Score for his soundtrack to Quentin Tarantino's movie The Hateful Eight at the Academy Awards ceremony in Los Angeles. Morricone, who spent his entire life in Rome, was nominated for an Oscar five times and in 27 uh, to 2007, he received an honorary Academy Award for his contribution to film music. He also composed 100 classical pieces. I had the luck and honor to meet him uh, last year at the Coliseum. We the Italians will celebrate him in the July issue of our magazine. It's all for today, it's all for now. Please stay safe and stay healthy. I'm not gonna be tired of repeating that to you. Please protect yourselves. Uh, we're not out of the woods, not in Italy, not in the United States. Please protect yourselves. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was With Italian News. Ciao from Rome. I'll see you on Wednesday.